0: But there's actual footage of Ramon floating like a butterfly and stinging like a bee. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here with a man who, you know what? Let me interrupt this to share something with you. Muhammad Ali was quoted by saying that, I wrestled with an alligator. I tussled with a whale. I I handcuffed lightning and I threw thunder in jail. Muhammad Ali got inspired when he saw Ramon doing this in his daily routine workout. I'm Ramon. Yeah, you are. That was a long one, but well worth it. Today, we finish a series titled, The English is Hard, with an episode titled, it Must Be Done. Our scripture today comes from, <laughs> The
1: Book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth.
0: Mm. Delicious, indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. All right. So the title basically says it all. It must be done. You know, we live in a crazy world, a world in which Catholicism is shrinking, at least in the U.S. It's growing elsewhere, and uh, especially in less developed countries. But one of the trends in the more developed countries or the first world countries, if you may, is that uh, they go away from religion, you know, so much that the uh, that one of the biggest segments of the population is actually ex-Catholics, at least in the religious world. One fifth, actually, this is kind of a kind of a big number. It may bring a little bit of hope to some people, but one fifth. Of the people in the US population are Catholic. It's one out of five adults in the US are Catholic. Um, but that's actually a 3% decline. I didn't know that because I looked it up not too long ago. It's in the Pew Research Center. Check it out. Uh, the largest decline of Catholics in the US, which is, uh, let's see, it says 13% of US adults are ex catholics. That's that's a lot. It's a lot of people. Uh let's see. Another reason why why we think that this evangelization thing must be done is because there's a lot of people who are culturally catholic but don't necessarily know or embrace the faith. You know, we've turned uh we've turned this uh we turn the faith inward, where we show up to church wanting to be fulfilled. You know, we show up to church and we're like, okay, what can what can the church do for me? Am I being fulfilled? Am I being served right when I come here? And that's not to say that we should expect crappiness, which we will get from time to time um, when we go to church. But... But when we go to church, it's more about what we put into it, you know, and I know you've probably heard this, right. But the reason why I say this, is because like I said, I was doing a little bit of research and I was geeking out about this. And as I was looking at the, at the stats, you know, from this survey that was done actually back in 2015, I find that 76% of, uh, of Catholics that they polled wanted birth control to be okay in the church. At sixty-two percent want married priests. Sixty-two percent want married uh, Catholics without an annulment who remarried to receive communion. Sixty-one percent want people that are cohabitating—that's people who are living together as husband and wife who are not married—to uh, to be allowed to receive communion. Fifty-nine uh, percent of people surveyed want women to be allowed to become priests. Forty-six percent. Want same-sex marriage to be a thing in the church, uh, so it's not enough to have it in the public sphere. It uh, want it in the in the church. It kind of just goes to show that we're we're gonna allow God into our lives so long as He's our our genie, you know. So long as He is the one that does our bidding instead of us being the ones who observe the commandments instead of us being the ones who Ask, how shall I serve? Because when we die and face God, what we, what we should aim to hear is, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not, did I serve you right, my child? I was thinking about confession
1: right now. hmm You know, the, the title is, uh, it must be done. We've been talking about spreading the gospel. We've been talking about all that. But if we don't have the, the correct foundation, like like confession, you know, like having the uh, a clean soul, I guess, um, it's not that we're not going to do it right, but we're not going to have the right fuel to, to do it properly. I remember too, like not too long ago, um, I was talking to one of my buddies, and then he told me that there was something off about me, and I told him, well, it's been... I've been working a lot of doubles and what have you. He's like, no, no, it's not, it's not that you're just a little different. Uh, and it got me thinking, I was like, man, like I haven't been to confession in a while. <laughs> That's what made me realize that. Um, cause I was a little more, more edgy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, not necessarily a grouch, but I was a little bit more edgy. And notice that when I'm, when I, uh, when I go to confession, things just, I just decompress. Yeah. Uh, Internally, uh, spiritually. And I noticed that I don't get the message across that well. And, you know, being edgy can also mean being a little bit more moody. Mm-hmm. And the last time I went to confession was, uh, the priest was telling me, uh, no, he he asked me some stuff. I forgot what it was, but I started telling him my sins, and then uh, he's like, "Oh, slow down, buddy. I haven't heard this one." before. Not just kidding, but he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, "I told him that you know I work in in a in a jail," and he's like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." And uh, he didn't make it a big deal because he let me finish, but it was like very. Mm-hmm. Um very in the background, I guess, for lack of a better expression is like, Oh, that's why. And then he, uh, he actually got a little bit closer to me, COVID and all, he got a a little (laughs) bit closer. And then uh, he, he started uh, telling me, yeah, like that there's, he's like, I don't think it's a reason for you to be, uh, how do you say it? I, I forgot exactly. I, I don't want to put words in his mouth either. because What he said was so wise. But basically, he's like, yeah, it's no wonder that you're feeling this way, basically. Because um, it's a pretty nasty environment out, uh, in there and what have you. He told me he was a chaplain at uh, one of the state prisons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's also worked at uh, some of the L.A. County jails. And uh, he told me, yeah, it can be a pretty nasty and brutal environment. But, but you got to remember what your mission is. And he didn't quite use the words that we, we titled this, uh, the, this episode with, but he said, uh, so he said something along those lines. Uh, he said something along the lines where, yes, like all this that we hear in mass, all this that we have in scripture, it must be done. Dang. Yeah.
0: You know, when, and this is, as you were speaking it, you know, it's not just it must be done, but it needs to get done by me, by you. It's not a... It's not a matter of uh, leaving it to someone else, leaving it to the priests, leaving it to the nuns, you know, because, uh, so I was speaking about all these things, you know, this is the state of our nation right now. So the vast majority of people are not well catechized. They don't have a well-formed conscience. They're not going to confession as much. You know, I'm looking at myself. I'm like, you know what? If I, I hope I don't, but if I represent the best of us, then, then we're screwed, man. (laughs) You know, because... The only thing that makes me different than anyone else is that I know how to run a podcast. you know I know that well, some might differ in that opinion but um but I know how to publish a podcast. I think we can all agree with that because it's getting out there um, you know how
1: to you know how to press record
0: I do. I know how to press publish. No, to it, I, know. I know how to press publish. Okay. Like give me a little bit of credit there. <laughs> Dude. But yeah, you know, as as I'm looking at these numbers, at these figures, I'm like, you know what? We just don't want God telling us what to do in the bedroom. That's basically it. You know, that's what it comes down to. Uh, at least for that percentage of the population. You know, the rest of us are hopefully at least humble enough to know that, you know what? Even if I no, even if I don't obey, at least I recognize that I should. You know, and so and so we're gonna see this change in the in the church. You know, we're gonna see this change where a lot of people are gonna leave. Good. I don't I don't wanna, yeah, I was gonna say I don't wanna discourage anyone. I just no, I'd make, leave make it known that yeah, that that when we say when we say that, you know, this is something to encourage you to evangelize, I'm not saying that like, you're going to see the church grow exponentially because of your efforts. We need to be ready to do what is right and to preach the gospel and use words because it's necessary. Because like I said before, St. Francis never said, preach the gospel, use words if necessary. It is necessary. So he wouldn't say something like that as a, as he's preaching. You know, but we act, we act the part and we speak the part when necessary. And most of the time, the people who are listening to you give you the very opening you need to preach the gospel with your words. So it's not that you have to push it up on people and force it down their throats. But when they see you live your life, they're either going to be attracted to that or they're going to be repelled because you remind them that they are not living the gospel the way they should. you know. And just speaking about it makes me realize that, you know what, I'm not living the gospel the way I should, but I'm trying and I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to look at those numbers and realize that, you know what, I, I can't fault them as much for feeling a certain way, but I can't join them in, in wanting to do something that God told me not to do. And we aren't going to see an exile of people. It is going to look like we are failing miserably. But the church is going to be small, but it's going to be mighty. It's going to be like a dense, like, I don't know, like I imagine a cannonball. You know, it's, it's not the biggest thing, but it's heavy. And if it hits you, it, you're gone. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know and that's and that's the thing and I, and i'm and I was reminded by a by a homily, by father Mike because uh, we're always we're always quoting him um, gates prevent the enemy from coming in. we are the ones that are in the offense we are the ones that are going out there, we are the ones that are conquering we are the ones that are bringing the light of Christ into the darkness that the gates of hell shall not stop so I don't even know if I said that correctly, but the gates of hell won't stop the light of Christ from piercing every single corner of the earth. And where light pierces, the darkness scatters. And you're going to scare a lot of people away. You're going to put off a lot of people. You're going to have people that hear you speak and they're going to be like, oh, he's one of them. Yes, welcome to the club. Another hypocrite. There's always room for one more. Thank hey, you, Teresa of uh,
1: said that. I used to believe that prayer changes things. But now I know that prayer changes us and we change things. Now that doesn't mean that prayer is useless. Because we can be, We can always say, oh, well, we can just start doing things. But like I said, if you don't have the right fuel, you're not going to get very far. Even if you have good intentions, if you get all hyped up and then things start happening and people start acting like people, your fire's going to burn out pretty quickly. But, you know, slow and steady wins the race like the tortoise and the hare, right? Mm-hmm. It's just prayer changes us. And we, that's when we're ready to start changing things. Um, I've had several people ask me how I felt about the, the recent shooting, um, ambush rather, wasn't even a shooting. They didn't get a chance to fight back. Um, but, uh, I mean, you guys probably heard about it too. The, the, the TSB deputies in the, that station, the train station in Compton, how they got ambushed. And I mean, I work custody. I work in the jail still. I still haven't been out to patrol, not yet at least. But it was pretty gut wrenching hearing the, the the radio traffic because one of the guys that I work with actually went to the academy with them, and I'm not gonna get into details. But it's just so easy to start thinking like, oh, they should they they better kill this guy and what have you. And I'm actually proud to say that that was not the first thing that came to mind. I mean, you might have to edit this, but <laughs> I mean, if I see my partners getting shot at, then yeah, I'm definitely going to neutralize the threat. But what my, my initial thoughts were after I saw the video was like, okay, they're going to find him, and they will eventually find him. Um, even the FBI is involved in, in finding this guy. Um, But I just remembered, um, man, and, and if you could probably put it in the notes, Adrian, because I know I had saved the scripture somewhere, but I can't remember right now what it is. Yeah. but it's the lord saying leave lo- leave room for the wrath because vengeance is mine like i said I, I i still need to go to confession and my heart is not 100% clean but it it's the fact that i pray every single day several novenas actually you know day in day out that you know my heart and my soul may not be the cleanest but there's that glimmer of hope and and light that the world needs where if I see that guy on the streets, I mean I don't even know what he looks like, but I know it's him, whatever. I'm not just gonna do the same thing he did to 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 those two deputies sitting on the on the car. It's hard. It's really hard because uh I know the world can change us a little bit. And by a little bit I mean a lot because we don't always make the, the correct choices. It's so hard to be a Christian when when, when things get hard. but we have to remember that vengeance belongs to, to our God and uh, <laughs> we're, we're asked to be witnesses here, there, Judea, Samaria, whatever the scripture says, and to the end of the earth. So what must be done? I don't know you guys personally, but you and God can, can, are the only ones that know what must be done? How you can spread the gospel? What changes need to be made in your heart?
0: Did you know that, Did you know that? I don't know that. You know, and as I was uh, as as I was doing this research, you know, before that, I was looking at this cheesy website. Uh, it's called a uh, Pastor Mentor. I don't even know why I'm publicizing it, but but yeah, as I was doing my research, this is one of the uh, one of the websites. I said to myself, I'm not going to use this. It's cheesy. Um, but there was one thing you know i'm I'm kind of a hound for short lazy prayers, but they have to sound a little deep so that I can uh you know justify my use of them uh like when I said uh that one prayer by by that one saint that I keep forgetting because I keep on for- i just keep forgetting um Lord, watch out for uh so- and so. And in this case, I put my name in there. Lord, watch out for Adrian, lest to betray you again. There's this one that I came across on this website. that says, Lord, I don't ask you for much today. Just give me your heart for lost people. Just give me your heart for lost people. And I mean, what the heck? <laughs> Short one sentence prayer. I don't ask you for much today. Not much. Just your heart for lost people. You know, when I saw that, I mean, I was like, okay, I think I read the most valuable thing on this list. And I did, because the rest of the list wasn't that impressive, to be honest with you. But when you were saying that thing about you and God will know, that's it right there. You and God will know. Because like we said at the beginning, I cannot be you. You know, I can only evangelize where I'm at. And yeah, I know that there's certain obstacles that get in the way. One of us, one of them being me not having a perfect heart, not having the most formed well-formed conscience and whatnot. Um, whatever damage we may have. You know, we can think of all the obstacles and all the excuses, but but there's one thing, you know, like I like I mentioned that little story once upon a time that uh, that this nun would uh would tell people about the drunk, this guy that was an alcoholic, and he he knew that he was addicted and and he would try but he would fail and every time he'd fail he'd go to the church and hold on to the post to a light post and just say god here's your drunk here's your drunk sometimes you know i'm like wow dude to myself whenever i whenever i think something or whenever i'm driving and i get that road rage or or i see something and it triggers a thought that that I'm holding on to because I can't forgive or something like that, you know, um, and maybe that's another series in and of itself, but but I think about it and I'm like, dude, this is me with all this prayer, with all these other podcasts that I'm listening to. This is me trying to fill myself with God. I'm like, what would be of me if I didn't have him? And so what would be of the world if they didn't see your example? You have no idea how much. How important you are when it comes to the preaching of the gospel, through your actions, through your words, through what you do, through what you don't do. You know, it's not just in the negative when we're praying through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. but We're asked to grow from there and we're asked to be church to others.
1: By the way, um, the scripture is actually Romans chapter 12, verse 19.
0: Delicious.
1: The one that I was talking about. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord.
0: Mm. Delicious. That is delicious. So pray for us. And we'll pray for you. Ferro. Ferro. Aquitur. Yeah, buddy.